Hey everyone, I'm Brandon Stewart. Welcome to the Leading Second podcast where we're on a mission to raise up uncommon church leaders and church builders and help you be the kind of leader that your pastor would absolutely kill to have on the team. And I pray your whole team is like that. And I'm so glad that you're joining us for this journey that is going to be the Leading Second podcast. I pray that you'll spend some time with us every single month. And uh, thank you for trusting our voice to come into your world, into your context. And I pray that this would just serve as, as something that can strengthen you in your faith, in your journey in ministry, and help you lead in an uncommon way. I want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast Uh, however you're listening, or subscribe on YouTube, and also consider emailing us your questions. As we get into our rhythm of doing these podcasts, we plan to answer questions every single episode from people that are watching that um, a topic you may want to hear us dive into. Email us at leadingsecond at churchforward.co. Leadingsecond at churchforward.co. So what I wanted to do today is I actually want to kind of ditch the notes today, and I simply wanted to share my story with you. I figure if we're going to be on this journey, uh, we may as well get to know each other, and I hope to hear from you, but maybe today, as sort of the one who stepped out to start this tribe, I figured maybe it'd be a good chance for you to get to know myself and a bit of my story. First of all, I'm married. I have a beautiful wife named Lindsay. We've been married at the time of this recording over 13 years, and we have one daughter. Her name is Zane. We absolutely love ministry, and we are fiercely in love with the local church. We're also fiercely in love with our local church. I've been planted in the same church for my whole life, so uh, I believe at the time of this recording is 36 of my 37 years on planet Earth have found me in one church with one pastor serving one vision, essentially. And uh, I consider that the great honor of my life to have have been planted in the house. My pastor is Kevin Gerald. My church is Champion Center, multi-site church in the Tacoma and Seattle area. So I found myself on staff for many years. And I think the part of my story I'd want you to understand was that I had been on staff um, in various positions, as we all do, uh, for several years. I was very happy. I was very content. My wife and I were were both on staff uh, a few years into our journey here. We had just had our daughter. Life was good. Ministry was good. And then everything shifted for us. It was the Monday before Thanksgiving in 2011. I had been in meetings all day. Um, with my pastor. Uh, Life was good. Ministry was good. I was our small groups director at the time, and we were in the middle of our fall small groups campaign. We had the most small groups at the time that we'd ever had, and and things were going very well. I was even on the teaching team for the coming weekend. At the end of the day, I got called back into a meeting with my pastor, and all of a sudden, the mood was different. I walked in, and it was him and one other person sitting there. And as I sat down to meet with my pastor, I heard some words come from his mouth that I'll never forget. He said, Brandon, I have terrible news for you. 
He said, as you know, we've been in recession. Our economy been in recession for a number of years. And he said, we've made some cuts, but unfortunately, we have to make some more. We, we've, we've cut a lot that we could cut, but now we have to cut muscle. And I just don't know where to cut. And he kind of looked at me at this moment and he said, I want you on the team, but I can't afford to have you on the team right now. In other words, I, I need to ask you to, um, to take some time off from being on staff. Well, needless to say, this was the shock of a lifetime. Here I was, the, the heart and soul ride or die person. I was the one that would stand up in staff meetings and say, come on, you know, let's, let's be in ministry, paycheck or not. I never actually really felt the not would ever happen. I just always thought it was a good thing to say in a staff meeting. It sounded good. And yet here I was in that moment. And um, I had a choice in that moment. How was I going to respond? This was my dream. This was all I had ever wanted. And now it seemed like it was all in jeopardy. And he said, if, if you need to go to another church, if you want to you know, find another job, I understand. If you want to you know, go work in retail. He knew that I had previously sold women's shoes at Nordstrom. You know, do you want to go sell shoes for a while, do some things to get by until we can bring you back on the team? And I looked at him and what came shooting out of my mouth, because you know what comes out of your mouth in moments of adversity really defines you. And what came shooting out of my mouth in that moment was simply this. I said, Pastor, I would rather volunteer here than be paid anywhere else said, you may not have a paid role for me on the team right now, but I want to be on this team. I want to serve your vision. I feel assigned here and called here. And so you can count me in for whatever you need. It was, it was a moment of definition for my life. And since that point, for the last several years, I have now essentially been on volunteer staff at my church, which is as sexy as it sounds, by the way. All of the work, none of the pay. Volunteer staff, somebody out there say amen to being on volunteer staff. So anyways, we're walking through this meeting and we now don't know what to do. And he had said at some point, we want to bring you back on the team. Well, I took a big gamble. And what my pastor didn't know was this. For 10 years, I had been sitting on a dream. For 10 years, I had sat silently on staff with the dream of my heart. I had traveled with a mentor of mine in England in between my two years in Bible school. And when, when I was in England, God spoke to me that one day I would travel, I would build churches as an extension of my pastor, as an extension of our house, and I would help churches and leaders everywhere. But it was a dream that um, I had sat on silently because I felt like if God found me building his house and building his church, then he would, if he wanted me to even do it in the first place, he would see to it that that dream would come to pass. Well, here I was in this moment and my, my job was gone. And opportunities had reset. And so I looked at my pastor and I said, can I tell you what I really want to be doing? And I began to unpack my dream for him of travel, of helping build leaders and build churches. But I said, pastor, I won't do this unless you're with me. I won't do this unless you see this as actually fulfilling our church's vision. Unless you see that this as part of your voice, the way you want to help the kingdom of God. He looked at me and he said, Brandon, I was so nervous and not looking forward to meeting with you today, sharing this news with you. He said, now I'm wondering 
if God may be in this. He said, of course I'm with you. Of course we'll walk this with you. And I walked into that meeting holding a job, which I lost. And I walked out of that meeting. A new ministry and a new mission had been born in me. Walked out to my car, told the news to my wife. She had about 0.9 seconds to absorb it and react. And what came out of her was, let's go. Let's do this. I'm with you. And as we drove out the church parking lot that night, we actually were embarking on a new chapter of our lives. Well, that all sounds really good. And that all sounds really, really great. Except the next morning, I woke up and put on sweatpants and watched Mickey Mouse Clubhouse on the couch with my four-month-old daughter. Isn't that how these dreams always start? They start in the least likely, least sexy way you can ever imagine and I'll spare you all of the details, but over that month, um, my family fasted and prayed together. It was the month of December. Um, We had no reason to believe this would work. I had no reason to believe anyone would want to give me an opportunity to come and help. But we believed God, and my, my faith was what it was at the time, and I didn't really know how to read the situation, but I looked and I prayed to God one day, and I said, God, here's where my faith is at. If you'll give me a sign by December 31st, that I'm not crazy. If you'll give me a sign, and the sign that I kind of like Gideon put out his fleece. If you'll, if if by December 31st a pastor will text me, and invite me to their church, I'll know that you're in this, and I will serve you. I will follow you. I don't need to know all the details. I just want to know you're in this. And if you don't, um, I'm gonna call Nordstrom, and I'm gonna go sell some women's shoes, and I'm gonna still build my church no matter what. Well, Christmas comes and goes. No calls, no dates, no nothing, no texts. Week after Christmas comes and goes. No calls, no date. I had no reason to believe this was going to work. I was really diligent over the month, worked hard, stayed in faith. Not a word of a lie, December 31st of that year, I was boarding a flight home from the Midwest from seeing family for the holidays. Coming back to Seattle, December 31st, my phone lights up with a text from a pastor that I knew previously but did not know the situation I was in. And this pastor texted me and said, Brandon, I hate to ask this of you, but I'm wondering if there's any way that you could come and be with my church in two weeks. We we need to fill a hole in the preaching calendar. Is there any way you could get it approved to be gone and come be with us in just two weeks? I mean... There was. That that was the sign. That was the very thing that I had been waiting for. I, I sat there, I looked at it, and I thought to myself, how long do you have to wait to respond to actually act like you're busy? You know, how how, how long do you actually have to wait to act like I had to get it approved? And I didn't wait very long at all. And I, I text back and going and doing that trip two weeks later led to me meeting someone which actually opened up a door. And within just a month, um, this dream became a full-time way of life for me and my family. And for the last six years, we have raised and potty trained our daughter on the road. We have selflessly been sent all over the U.S., all over Canada, around the world, moving church forward on behalf of my pastor. Why do I share that with you today? I share that with you because I had a dream to do something for the kingdom 
But I believe the reason God gave me my dream was because I had the order of priority right. I believe the reason he gave me my dream was because I made a commitment to build my local church first, to be planted when it didn't make sense, to to put the kingdom first, not my kingdom first. And out of that, I feel like I saw Matthew 6.33 come to life in my, in my own life, that when you seek first the kingdom of God, all these things will be added unto you as well. And so now a year ago, at the time of this recording, um, I was several years into doing what I just told you, traveling and building the church. And yet again, as God does, after a week of fasting, God began to speak to me that another chapter was emerging. And as I walked that out over the next few weeks and months that would follow, I began to realize that that chapter is what we're now calling Leading Second. And so this ministry that we're giving birth to and giving life to is really just an extension of the same dream and the same heart to move church forward. My prayer for you today is no matter what dream is in your heart, and no matter what that thing is you feel that God has called you to do, I believe he put it there for a reason because he wants to bring it about in your life, but it will happen in the right divine order. It will happen when you've made a commitment to love the house where you're planted, to stay planted when it doesn't make sense, to build your pastor's dream and your pastor's vision selflessly, even losing your life. And I believe it's out of that very beautiful moment that Jesus knows he can trust you with something great and he will give you the desire of your heart. I believe if you're listening to this, you share my desire, Just you're just fiercely in love with the local church. And I pray you'll take this journey with us on Leading Second. Let's do some ministry together. Let's talk. Let's do some life together. And let's build really great and really healthy churches together. 